NFL Live comes your way from Orlando, Florida, as the stars of the NFL are here for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. And we are at Disney's Wide World of Sports today, the happiest place on earth to talk a whole lot of football. We're glad that you're with us here. It is a little warm Yay. in Orlando. It's amazing for all of us. We enjoy that. I'm going to be our in-studio audience. Thank you. Marcus Spears, Brian Clark, and we had we got yeah. some do this fans out there yeah. um, because these I'm boys. I'm gonna lose some little... weight during this show, guys. That's good. Sweat it out. It's a sauna in here. Let <laughs> <laughs> okay, me just say something at home. It's, it's actually not that hot, but they're dramatic. All right, let's talk about all of the coaching news that's been happening because there's been a lot swirling around the league. Cliff Kingsbury expected to be the new offensive coordinator for Antonio Pierce and the Raiders. RC, you like the move? You know, I do, you know, I do like the move. When you think about Cliff Kingsbury and what he's been able to do offensively, especially with quarterbacks, you think about the Las Vegas Raiders having a leader like Antonio Pierce who can delegate, who can discipline, who can get a team to play for him. He needs someone that can get a young quarterback to play well or a new quarterback and also understand how to execute offensively. I think it was an extensive search for an offensive coordinator, and Antonio Pierce feels like he has the right guy. Brian Callahan has hired his father, Bill, to coach the O-line in Tennessee. Family ties aside, is this a good move for the rookie head coach? Oh, it's a phenomenal move. If you are a part of any NFL circle and we talk about some of the best to ever coach offensive lines, Bill Callahan's name is going to come up. He was in Dallas the time I was there. He created a, a big physical offensive line. He wants to run the football. He wants the offensive line to be the, the identity of an offense. And you also bring in a, low, a, a lot of experience that you can lean on, not just as your father, but as a coach in this league for a long time, a part of great organizations mm -hmm. and franchises. There are reports out there that Washington has some interest in UCLA head coach Chip Kelly as their offensive coordinator. Dan, do you like that for Dan Quinn as he fills out his staff? I'm intrigued by it. Obviously, Chip Kelly has a, some time in the NFL. I think the thing is, with, with the understanding of how much they ran plays at UCLA is going to be an issue. That's not how the NFL works. The thing I do like about it is his background, his foundation is running the football on a consistent basis. That matters. So I love the fact that he's got that background, but I do believe he's going to have to adjust with the tempo that he wants to play at on offense. The thing that's crazy to me, think about BC's head coach leaving. Now listening to Chip Kelly, is NIL transfer portal 100%. running some of these guys back to the league, Laura? That's it, actually. Yeah. A lot of these college coaches are like, we'll just go coach in the NFL. We yeah. don't have to deal with everything going coach on in college. Yeah, yeah. And, and probably college football. And you there changed. every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All yeah. right, so also the Patriots hiring Alex Van Pelt to be their OC. Gerard Mayo as a defensive head coach, bringing in Van Pelt to run this offense and figure out what the plan is potentially for Mac Jones. Now, there's certainly a chance the plan won't include Mac Jones because the Patriots have the third overall pick in the draft. In Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first mock draft, he has the Patriots taking North Carolina quarterback Drake May. I'd be interested to see if he's still there. Dan, do you like the idea of potentially pairing Van Pelt with a rookie QB in New England? Yeah, I do because the things that are positive about this is he's been around to a lot of different places. He's got background in both the LaFleur system and the Kevin Stefanski system. I always like when coordinators uh, like know more than just one offense because when you know only one offense, you're, you're – Default is always to go to the offensive play that worked for that background of the quarterback. Mm. That's not how it works in the NFL. So I like the fact that he's been a bunch of different places, but the reality is they don't have offensive tackles on either side right now. They need a number one wide receiver. They need, or in a number two, they need to see if Mike Kosicki's going to resign. 
And also, like, they obviously have to figure out who the quarterback is. Yeah. Mac Jones is still there. I don't know if Alex Van Pelt is going to be a fan. Who's making those decisions? Is it Gerard Mayo, the new general manager? But I do like the fact that he's got a plethora of offensive systems. In and, and a lot of it is predicated just on, to your point, the older personnel. But more importantly, like, this needs to be updated in mm. New England. And it's maybe a big reason why you are on RC as to why Bill Belichick has not been the hot commodity is because we've seen this offense just be bad, mm -hmm. quite frankly. So Van Pelt coming in, to your point, whether if it's Mac Jones, if they draft a quarterback, there needs to be an update. I remember we used to always have that conversation about Greg Roman. It's not bad, the offense that you're running, but we don't think you're getting the most out of what you can do. So beyond personnel, there needs to be a new philosophy, identity in New England. Because I think under Bill's control, you wanted to control the well, football. Well, the question that they got to answer is like, was it the offense that was mm. bad? Was it the quarterback was that was bad? Yeah. Was it both that but, were really but, bad? But what I'm saying, Dio, is we, we know that you came from a coach that played football not to make mistakes. Sure. He wasn't, like, Belichick never wanted to open an offense up and say, I, wa I want us to score 40 this game. Right. He always wanted to control it. And that's what we talked about all the time. But sometimes you're going to need some two or three play drives with an explosive sure. to get in the end zone. We didn't see that in New England no for doubt. the past five yeah. years. The one thing I heard, though, is if you have a young quarterback, you would like a guy like an Alex Van Pelt to work with him. Sure. And so that's if you have a Mac Jones who is still relatively young mm -hmm. or you draft a guy at three, I think that's a good characteristic to have in your OC. Uh, really quick, Dan, you think Drake May would still be there at three when you think about... I, I think the go? top three picks of this draft are going to be absolutely fascinating. Could I see Drake May going one? Yes. Could I yeah. see make Drake May going to three? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know how the quarterbacks in, in these teams are. Yeah. But I... It'll be like we talk about Chicago. If they take Caleb, what are they going to get for Justin? It's the same thing with New England. If they're adamant about getting a quarterback at three, what are they going to get for Mac Jones? I promise you there's teams who The other piece is this too, though. Like just because you're three, you still are picking the third quarterback. Sure. And I think it's more important to get the best quarterback for your system and the one that you want. And so if your guy doesn't fall to you, Go there's to the nothing best, best wrong best with getting the best yep. player yes. there and yes. trying Makes to see sense. if we can revamp sure. or rebuild Mac Jones. And that offense is going to change at the very least. All right, so when you think about the new coaching hires, Gerard Mayo was one of eight coaches hired this offseason. Was, Mayo was hired one day after the Patriots parted ways with Belichick after 24 seasons in New England. Belichick, as we just referenced, did not land a head coaching job with another team, nor did Mike Vrabel, who the Titans fired after six seasons in Tennessee. RC, let's start with Vrabel. I feel like when that news hit, we were all like, he's going to be the first one off the Yeah, board. I think, like, I'm what actually happened? more surprised that Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job than Bill yeah, Belichick. Yeah. It seemed that Mike Vrabel could get the current player to play extremely hard for him. It seemed that he'd had enough success in Tennessee before the change in GM, before uh, drafting a new quarterback in Will Levis, that you believed in his coaching ability, but also his ability to connect within the locker room in this day. And so to me, this one is extremely surprising, especially when you go to the last hire of Dan Quinn. This is another retread at the head coaching position. I thought that Mike Vrabel might be a guy they look to in order to be that next head coach. But for him, he doesn't get hired in this cycle. And you know what happens? You stay away from it for a year. They only remember the positive. Mm. And the, the, the two words that often get correlated, that at least I hear, I'm sure we all do, is control and collaboration. 
that like Coach Belichick and Vrabel, they want a lot of control. They obviously come from the background of New England. Coach Belichick had a ton of control. It worked. And you certainly heard rumors of that in Tennessee. And now teams with these new hires, they want collaboration. Mm -hmm. You know, they believe that the, in the organization and how the organization is going to build it rather than this is this person's one singular vision. Mm -hmm. And for neither of them to have a job, like we could be honest about it. Both of those guys are phenomenal football coaches. We both know that they, we all know that they can both lead. If they don't have jobs, it has to be because they're unwilling to collaborate in the way that the organization or the owner wanted to yeah. or and or that they wanted too much power. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I think it is yeah. when it comes to think about Belichick's tree in general. Right. That becomes a thing when he enters into the coaching cycle. Mike Vrabel coincidentally being a guy that's kind of you would you would consider his under his tree and a predecessor. Josh McDaniel, Joe Judge, Thanks. you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> all of these guys, Matt Patricia, <laughs> all of these guys have had opportunities that obviously didn't work. And then you think about, OK, when Bill went into these meetings or when Vrabel went into these meetings, was it going to try to be a retread of what was created there? It, it, it came to my mind when we were talking about this, when, when I was talking to Mark about this, and more than them being just good coaches, Dio, it has to be about how are you going to structure it, well, right? And this is Do you athlete. think they'll change that? Bro, like, here's the other thing too. People want to like the people they work no with now. No <laughs> doubt. Right? Like we're we're out of those days where just winning trumps all. Yeah. Now people want to walk into a building where they feel like there's a culture of togetherness. They're building relationships not only with players, but the people on yeah. the staff. Antonio Pierce told me this. He said, the day, the week I got the job, I met with everyone in the organization, down to the people that do marketing, to the people that talk yeah. about the way we enter the field every game. And I told them that we are doing this. So when you yeah. hear collaboration from Dan, it's not Thanks. only about collaboration, it's about the buy-in that it gives everyone else in the building that we're building this. And maybe those two dudes don't want to do those things. I mean, are they capable of making that change? Bill Belichick's in his 70s, Dan. Yeah, I think, well, Coach Belichick, I think it would be more difficult than Coach Vrabel. Brave, I, right? When I think about Vrabel, I think of that that in the tunnel moment, like two years ago with him and Ben Jones and that, that embrace yeah. his yeah. longtime center. Because I think of sometimes we ref we incorrectly or phrase coaches. Like, Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore is very much a like, we're going to do this the old school way. Coach yeah. Tomlin, I would imagine, is the same way. So it's, it's, I don't think that's rubbing people the wrong way about Coach, Coach Vrabel. I just, I, I think his, his desire to um, maybe make sure that the A.J. Brown trade behind my back doesn't happen again type uh, of situation doesn't bite That, that could have been the catalyst for all this, if you really look back yeah, at it. Yeah, that was a great move. All right, these guys are dressed for Christmas, <laughs> so it's going to be a holly jolly day for the rest of the way like here. Still to come on NFL great. Live after a stellar hey, rookie season. C.J. Stroud found himself already here at the Pro Bowl. But what can we expect from him entering year two? Swagoo thinks a big name running back in Houston Somebody they should be calling. And, and look at Dan, all right? Our quarterback was out there oh, taking part hey, in the Pro Bowl games. Hey, Does Dano still have what it takes to compete against today's Pro Bowl quarterback? He's going to find out next. He did really well. NFL Live is brought to you by Freestyle Libre. We'll be right back.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With NFL flag, there's a position for everyone. Swagoo, I love when you don't know we're on TV. This is your chance to get your kids involved in the action. Join the flag football movement now that it's LA 28 bound. If you're interested in learning more about flag football, visit NFLflag.com to find your kids a league near you and get them playing today. Now, speaking of flag football, it'll be front and center Sunday afternoon. Yet yeah, turn up, okay? We'll all be there. As part of the final four events of the Pro Bowl games, Peyton and Eli back to coach the AFC and NFC teams, and it all starts at 3 Eastern. So that's on Sunday, but last night in the Pro Bowl skills competition, precision passing featured some excellent performances from a few quarterbacks. First round, C.J. Stroud for the AFC, his first Pro Bowl selection. He's trying to keep up with Baker Mayfield's score of 24, and Stroud hits that four-point target. Pro ball. Hey! <laughs> He's got six points, plenty of time left. <laughs> Two seconds left. Uh, Stroud, well, listen, Ray Lewis, we've got to give him some love. I saw You're RC right. there, too. Baker, bump. Oh, now it's your turn. This was actually really cool yeah. that they took like turns yeah. doing yeah, it like this it. way. Yeah, because it also so did rush. The strategy yeah. ma- you know? made it to where you had to think about really what you were going to go for, those one-point right. targets that were moving right. a little bit. Also, Eli coaches way harder than Peyton does. Turn ball. The 10-point target doesn't end up working out for CJ, so Baker gets a big win for the NFC. And here's Baker with RC. Do you feel like, okay, everybody's looking at me now, I got to turn it up, but you ain't been practicing enough to turn it up? My last pass I threw was to Derek Barnes in Detroit, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you back to you, Lord. Hey, well, at least guys are always very honest at precision passing. Last year, Derek Carr said, he didn't do enough to stay in Las Vegas because we were in there. That was indoor. intense. Right. You, now Baker's just like, Hey, yeah. the common denominator, the guy interviewing him. Okay. Common, just put RC with the quarterbacks. The we're going to get like, good get stuff. I'm like Laura Rutledge when she's on the sideline. Oh, we geez. get it done. Get the answer. Okay. Well, anyway, so Dan also did precision passing, and he apparently wasn't nearly as did tired as Baker and these other QBs. Let's see what Dan did. What did Baker your mouth? Do I have to go to the left?
Whatever I want. Get there. Not 45, but it's very close. What was my number? 27. And 32 won it last year? Fudge, I had to hit the five. I want to do it one more time. I could beat 32. The, the shirt's untucked, the hair fell down. But by the way, that 27, that score that you had in the first round, would have beat all the other would have beat everybody quarterbacks. everybody that looking like Uncle Rico. Yeah, Damn, I see out. you. <laughs> I see you. And those dudes are so much better than I ever was. <laughs> you were good at that, though. Like, hey, it's the, it's that's good, big, hey, bro. That's the tough. 10 is big. Whenever people see me in public, two things they always say. They say, man, you're so much taller than I thought you were. And I said, yep. yep. And I said, guys, the only thing I could do is throw. Throw the football. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, you did fun. a great job. Either way, those it was pretty impressive. Way better than also, ever. he can't move his entire arm today. Like, he's extremely yeah, right. sore, and that's okay, Wouldn't as you should be. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, as we showed you, took part business. in precision passing last night. And while he didn't win, he, he did have a pretty good week, as news came out that his offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, was officially returning to Houston. This is huge, especially considering we thought Slowick could be a candidate for one of these head coaching jobs. R.C., what is the next step of maturation in the young QB and this Texans offense? You just even spent some time CJ Yeah, too. you know, you you look at CJ Stroud and the numbers aren't going to change drastically because how can they? He's a guy that led the league in yards per game passing and also touchdown to interception ratio. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, the only two people to ever do that. So for him, it's going to be about how he pushes this team forward. Can he continue to move through the playoffs and get past the divisional rounds? And now it goes to consistency. We've seen quarterbacks have one really good year or one great year. Can he come back with the same sort of focus, the same sort of diligence and work ethic and be this quarterback on the field, but also the leader that gets them past where they got this year in the divisional round now that they won't sneak up on anyone? Yeah, yeah this offense and really like their success was a facade. Because of the quarterback, he, he was so remarkable. Hmm. They were awful running the football, and their average yard to go on third down is unrealistic. That you're not going to survive in the <laughs> NFL. We know that. that year yeah. to year, you're not going to average third and seven plus and be really yeah. good on offense. So I think as, as like awesome as it was this year, the charge is they have to find ways to be better running the football, specifically on early downs, and then they got to be much better not taxing CJ and everybody on that offense on third down because again like it, it, just because he was remarkable at it doesn't mean we have to force him to be remarkable yeah, at it right, right. so you could look at this year and be like really impressed and so encouraged and be honest and sit back we can be so much better if we do those two things Little things better for offense. They could be a top five offense in the NFL. Hey, so it's like the people in your family, though. He was like, you just like you struggling. You just like struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You just want to make it hard I think I am, I'm that person. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go get Saquon Ooh. is what this says Spicy. on my page. Because this is the time that oh, we've talked about. <laughs> this is the time that we've talked about finding out if you really have a guy yeah. at the quarterback spot with a young rookie. Dan, you brought up the run game, but not only in the run game, we see how much a dynamic back changes how people have to defend you. Think Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. Think CMC in San Francisco. Yeah. I, buddy, I was just going to say, he would be... Slow it. 
There, yes, he would be there, Christian McCaffrey. And that's exactly what came to my mind. So now we got a we got a rookie quarterback going into the second year who's proven that he can play at a very high level, even the level higher than most people thought a rookie could play at. Now you start adding these pieces before payday has to come, mm. right? And see how close you can get. I think Saquon would be a great fit. Obviously, uh, New York can tag him again. Yeah. But if I'm Houston, my main priority is, one, trying to shore up a dynamic playmaker out of the backfield for CJ yeah. and make his job easier and make uh, us more And, and the other facade, though, that Dan didn't get an opportunity to mention, especially once Tank Dell went down, yeah. there wasn't a lot of a talent of on this team lack of outside. There was yep. a lack of playmakers, and to expect – C.J. Stroud to have that level of success again is a very difficult task for any quarterback. Another free agent that's from Houston, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Interesting Ooh. to see about him there. Now, yeah. Baker's going to be like, please don't, don't take talk my like guy. That, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Baker. Um, anyway, though, let's see what happens. All right. More coming your <laughs> way here on NFL thousand. Live from Orlando, where the Pro Bowl games are happening. Yep. After another disappointing playoff exit in Dallas, what does the future hold now for the all-in franchise? Micah Parsons recently gave his thoughts on what the boys should do. Does our crew agree with them. It's all coming your way next right here on ESPN. So we gotta move in the same direction. Yeah. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Touchdowns, tackles, and tail wags. Tune in for NFL Dog Plays of the Year to watch gridiron stars break down the most adorable plays from the American Kennel Club Dog Sports Series today at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. What a fun event. We cannot wait to see that tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Time to see what's on trend around the NFL. We start in Baltimore, where they lost defensive coordinator Mike McDonald to a head coaching job in Seattle. Under McDonald, the Ravens defense led the NFL in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways this season, becoming the first team since the 1970 merger to lead the league in all those categories. 
Dan, does the Ravens defense continue to play at that high level without McDonald there? It would be ignorant to say yes. Great coaches are hard to replace. Great coordinators even harder. Mike McDonald is just that. So there's the question of who's going to necessarily step into that role. Zach Orr is the new guy pegged at that position. He's got a very bright future. Everything you hear. They got to figure out if they can keep Matabike at defensive tackle. They got to figure out if they can keep Patrick Queen. This was the best inside linebacking duo in the NFL. To lose the coordinator and potentially either and or both of those guys would be massive. That's Philadelphia. Oof. Losing a really good defensive coordinator matters. So you're encouraged by some of those moves. They got to keep those two players. The Bucks lost their offensive coordinator Dave Canales to a head coaching job in Carolina. Under Canales, Baker Mayfield had arguably the best season of his career. Posting career highs in completion percentage, yards, and touchdowns, Mayfield more than doubled his QBR from the previous season. RC, does the upward trend for Baker continue under a new OC? You know what? I do believe the upward trend continues because Baker Mayfield is a good football player. And sometimes all it takes is someone to unlock that. And also, it builds the confidence that you can now have a conversation with the new offensive coordinator. These are the things that work for me. These are the things that feel good. And with that maturity, you start to understand and that's when self-awareness comes along. Now, Mike Evans, who is now a free agent, was a huge part of that success. So we have to see if you can either replace him or keep him. Dan Quinn has left Dallas to take the head coaching job in Washington. Quinn was the Cowboys defensive coordinator for the last three seasons. And during that time, the Cowboys defense led the NFL in takeaways and held their opponents to fewer than 20 points per game. Marcus, does the Cowboys defense take a step back with Quinn gone? To Dan's point, I, I believe you, you believe that that is the case. But whoever this new defense coordinator is, he needs to understand where his talent is. And I think it needs to be a pressure football team. Every opportunity that they get. We talked about this defense and how they would use personnel and put little guys on the field to create hell on third downs for offenses. That still needs to be a big mark for this defense. And with a healthy Trayvon and a Stephon Gilmore potentially being able to come back, you got two guys that can play man-to-man -man on the outside. This needs to be a defense that wants to dictate like Dan Quinn wanted to as opposed to sitting back and waiting. Speaking of the Cowboys, Micah Parsons addressed some of the offseason needs for Dallas on his podcast this week. Take a listen. Uh -oh. You know, they're talking about we're going all in this year, man. That's what I would hope for. You know, I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league, you know, three years, and i kind of seen it all. And uh, I hope that we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves to become better and become greater for us. We hear you, Micah, right? Before they can make any of those moves, though, the Cowboys might have to address Ooh. Dak Prescott's contract situation. Look at that in green right there, okay? Prescott is entering the final year of his contract, which carries a $59.5 million cap hit. That's One second highest in the NFL. Like the others. <laughs> I know, look at that. Uh, and then, you know, you compare talent level and all that. But Parsons says they need the right guy. So Dak's contract looming over all these decisions. Marcus, where should the focus be on the personnel front in Dallas? Building a spine for this defense in the center. I like oh. Odigazua. I like him as a, a three technique. They need a physical presence on the interior of this defensive line that can change games. And we talked about the guys, Christian Wilkins, DJ Reader, Matabike is up, Chris Jones is potentially there, Leonard Williams. But to me, this is a DJ Reader or a Christian Wilkins type position that Dallas needs. I love the physicality of Odigazua and his rush ability. And then a linebacker. Devin White in Tampa right now seems to have fallen out of favor with that franchise or whatever is going on there. The one thing I know about him, he's a hell of a football player. And sometimes 
change of scenery is all that's needed. So when you look at this defense and as much as we can blame Dan Quinn for what we saw against Green Bay and blame him for these run games that we saw Dallas get taken advantage of, it's hard as hell to play the run in the, in the NFL with no linebacker. It really So is. Really regardless is. of how your play call, and when you go to that play call sheet, you better have somebody to execute it. Don't you think for one second Kyle Hamilton, they might make Mike McDonald look a lot better. And or he would Roquan say that. Smith, right? So I think there's a, there's a lot that needs to be done. So to Micah's point, if you're going all in, these need to be some names that are first on your list and trying to acquire. Is, is Demarcus Lawrence more outside? Like yeah, a more of a defensive okay. man. Yep. Um, Devin White, can he play with smaller defensive tackles? 100%. Yeah? 100%. Because he's always had like a Vita Vey in front Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. And that's why, D.O., because if, if I'm Dallas, I'm revamping, and that's why I said DJ Reader or Christian Wilkins, those guys in particular. Because yeah. I feel like Odigizua is a three technique that can give you a lot of pass rush. Okay. He's just not afforded to because when teams start running it on you, you ain't, you ain't going to have a chance to get after the quarterback. I, I think over the next couple days, week, when this decision gets made of who's going to be the defensive coordinator, we're going to know about Mike McCarthy's ego. Reality wow. is Mike McCarthy yeah. should get rid of his ego in this situation, call Bill Belichick first, call Mike Vrabel second, and then call Week Martindale third. Mm -hmm. it, it, and would that make potential awkwardness? Absolutely. We, we all know that. Could his job be on the line come the first week of the October? Absolutely. It's going to anyway. So if, if we're really about it, Dallas, if Michael Parsons' words saying, I hope we go all in, if we're really about it, call Bill Belichick, make him tell you no. Then call Mike Vrabel and make him tell you no. And then call Wink Martindale, because you're talking about pressure, yep. and make him tell you no. If you yeah, want to fix mean, your defense, like, coordinator-wise, one of those three guys. Uh, one well, year left want, on the McCarthy deal, which is If you want to keep your job, start from the back of that list, because if you start from the front of that list, you're going to lose your job anyway, because everybody's <laughs> going to realize that the guy you call first is Bill Belichick answering, and work. he says yes, he's going to be like, oh, he better than what we got. But if you don't win, you're getting fired anyway. You know the other, I think the other thing about this is, let's look at the secondary. You know, Marcus mentioned Stephon Gilmore early on in the show. Like, I think you work to keep Stephon Gilmore. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think you realize that Stephon Gilmore became your number one corner. Right, and also you think about the way that this team is built with Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse. Are you going to try to keep that part of your team together, or are you going to move away from what Dan Quinn was doing and get bigger with a Devin White yeah. in the middle, add another backer? Also, too, I don't feel like this team was very talented offensively. I know everybody points to what the roster looked like, but Brandon Cooks was like Brandon Cooks, and you didn't really use Brandon Cooks like Brandon Cooks. And Michael Gallup was no longer Michael Gallup, so you couldn't do that. And we were going to run the ball, but we don't really have a guy that we can run the ball with every play, which I told you last year, and I don't even work in the front office or a coach, and I knew Tony Potter wasn't supposed to be the one if that's what you wanted to do with offense. What so you do in church, what I'm saying preach. is... You gotta go build a better team. I don't yeah. care if it's Mike it's McCarthy or Michael Jackson <laughs> yep. that's coaching. You ain't gonna be bad. Woo! All right, uh, we are gonna be talking about the running back side of things. I give you did that, Dan. Coming up a little bit later. Find out the so running back Dan. that these guys think the Cowboys need to target and maybe could get. Be fascinating. The Super Bowl is right around the corner for Brock Purdy and the Niners. But when did San Fran know that Purdy was the guy for the future? The answer may surprise you. It is a great. Great story. It's all coming your way next on NFL Live. We're going to try to cool off in here. Oh, it did you. get warm when our season was yeah. right there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's the, the best coach I've ever had about how he connects with players. We got it. We got it, baby. We got it, baby. I think if you just keep it open and real, I think that's the best way to roll with it. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. You can tell he cares about you. As a man, as much as he does about a player, every player that leaves Coach Reed talks so highly of him. I know he wants to be great. He's got a way about him where he, he understands people. I think I've found great players that want you to give them one more thing so they can even be great. That's how I've been with Patrick. That's awesome. That's awesome, Coach. Oh, that's cool. Man, that's so okay, that's I have cool. chills. That's cool. That's cool. We're just hard in this hot studio. Reed and Mahomes back in the Super Bowl. Let's read and react here as Mahomes says he's all business on this trip to Vegas. RC, you've been to multiple Super Bowls. How different is it when it's not your first trip? Well, I think when it's not your first trip, there's the advantage of feeling like you've been there. But it all comes down to preparing and playing for the game like you're used to preparing and playing for the game. And I think Patrick Mahomes understands that when you've been there already, you know, let me get my business done before I get to Las Vegas. Let me make sure my family is straight. The rooms are what they need to be. The tickets are handled. So when I get to Las Vegas, it's all about football. And to be true, the hay is in the barn as far as the preparation. You use the week before to make sure you're ready to play because you know how hectic the lead-up is to the big game. He also knows, like, you don't remember the person who lost or the team that lost. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you do all that. I, I always go back to this. This guy has made it very publicly clear, I want to chase down Brady's mark. And like he knows the only way it even becomes a conversation, he's got to get the, 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 the trophies. It's, it's just when we get the Vegas D.O. and R.C., you from a secondary perspective, but you from a quarterback perspective, I have had this overall feeling that we have not talked about how calm Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah. And right? how like great we, he's been all season, that's what I'm despite saying, But we not talk about everything. his greatness, and we know he's a phenomenal quarterback, and we talk about all of he's these intangible, intangible things. The calmness and yeah. poise. But walking into Baltimore may be the hardest playoff game I can remember in the last five, six years of us doing this job. He walked into Baltimore like that he hadn't seen Baltimore kill everybody. The mentality I have a question. was crazy. I have a question. We Every time you step up to this desk, they put that microphone on you and that IFB yeah. in your ear. Does it matter where you are? Does it matter it what you're talking about? It does not. And, and it's been the same thing for him. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. That's special, though. Yes. focused. Scary for the opponent. All right, so to Nick Bosa next, he's got some strong thoughts on the Kansas City offensive Bosa, line. Listen to this. But Taylor and Smith, when you watch them uh, on film, Taylor's, I think, leads the NFL with a ton of penalties. Anything stand out when you watch them? They hold a lot. Uh, you have a point you there, Marcus? Yeah, look, he's he, he talking about holding and, look, I, 
Nick, I agree with you, bro. I thought they held every damn game I uh -oh. played, but such is life. And when you start talking about these offensive tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs, we thought about that in the beginning of the season. D.O. and I talked about that. Me and R.C. talked about that. But this is, this is the Super Bowl. You got to overcome a lot of things. Refs, we'll see how they're calling the game. It's, it's, it's critical to figure out who your crew is, what they heavy on as far as calls. We do it every game. But holding, I don't know. Yeah, no. You got to watch tape on the refs, especially yeah, in these big games. You got All right, to San Francisco off. next, where 49ers CEO recalled the conversation where Kyle Shanahan told him Brock Purdy might be the best quarterback on the roster. Listen to this. Big week one of training camp, which you have a a quarterback that we're paying, I think, $20 million to. You have a guy that you drafted with investing three first-round picks into. And he grabs me after practice and says, hey, hey, man, we, we, we got to talk. And that's generally not a good thing when your coach <laughs> tells you we got to talk. I'm like, all right, what's up? And he's like, ah, I think our third-string quarterback's our best quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? I, I, I think Brock will end up being our quarterback at some point. Wow, big time. Finding a quarterback is like finding a wife when you know you know. Um, I think Brock displayed early on the trait that I value the most. What do you do in moments of panic? He doesn't often panic with the football, and when the moments present themselves, he's as calm as can be. I think it's an unbelievable sign of the, like, the courage and the guts that Shanahan has and the belief that he has in himself to go up and make that comment. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like, you're, you were part of drafting Trey Lance, and you were part of acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo. You went to the Super Bowl with him. And to have the guts to go to your CEO and be like, hey, that's the guy, after a week, knowing that you were part of all that? You I heard mean, Jed mention it there, that they gave up the three picks to get there, to get him. I mean, it's crazy. The thing is this, listen, you can make mistakes. Don't let your mistakes stay in the building. Yeah. yeah. Don't let your mistakes be your ending. And, and I he's think proven for right. Kyle Shanahan, he said, I believe in that. RC. It's a blessing from God, bro. No doubt. I'm telling he's you. Proven, he's like, proven Kyle Shanahan right for sure. Yeah, the fact that Brock Purdy was in the yep. building and is able to do that, that That's was a, a nice insurance policy. Disaster. No doubt. They're not well, there. They right. yeah. We're going to keep talking about this in the commercial break. I can just feel it. But some monster names in the running back world are at the Pro Bowl. Maybe maybe may on the move this offseason. Will King Henry oh, be one of them? Yes, some at this desk think he may be playing for a team with a couple less stars on the helmet. We'll explain. NFL Live is brought to you by Love and WWE, Bianca and Montez, premiering February 2nd, streaming only on Hulu. That's tonight. Montez Braves. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Super Bowl 57, Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. A moment of progress, generations in the making. For the first time ever, two black quarterbacks faced off in the biggest game of the NFL season. The historic 2023 matchup between Mahomes and Hurts arrived exactly 35 years after Doug Williams became the first ever black signal caller to start and win a Super Bowl in 1988. 
The evolution of black quarterbacks continued this past NFL season when the Baltimore Ravens became the first team in league history with an all-black quarterback room. Super Bowl Sunday with us starting at 10 a.m. Eastern with a special four-hour postseason NFL countdown from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And after the game, we'll have NFL primetime with Boomer and Booger from the field with all the highlights and post-game interviews. NFL Live also going to the Super Bowl, and we will see you there. All right, NFL free agency starts next month, and some of the players here at the Pro Bowl are scheduled to hit the open market. Justin Matabike, who we've been talking about, Patrick Queen, key pieces of that Ravens defense, but they're both slated to become free agents. That's huge. Jaguars pass rusher Josh Allen hits free agency after posting a franchise record 17 and a half sacks last season. So let's get some quick reads on potential landing spots for some of these guys. Marcus, how about the Jags' Josh Allen? Who should have interest outside of Jacksonville? Brad Holmes, general manager of the Detroit Lions, get on the phone and put him opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. And you'll be right back competing for where you were this year and maybe be able to get it done. We talked about the pass rush from the Detroit Lions. You want to create it with four. Aaron, Green, Aaron Glenn did a phenomenal job of creating pressure and getting quarterbacks on the ground. But you are more devastating when you got two guys coming off the edge. Aiden's proven he can, and Josh is one of the best in the league. RC, give us a team that you're looking at Jalen Johnson. Well, first off, everybody. Because you look <laughs> at what Jalen Johnson has done since coming into the league from Utah. He's now turned himself from a zone corner to a man guy who can make plays on the football. And I hate to do this to the Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes again. I know you can't get everyone. But think about the way that you played down the stretch mm. in the playoffs and how you were attacked on the outside playing a guy in Vildor you picked up during the middle of the season. If you can't get that pass rusher, you have to shore yourself up on the back end. I think he'd be a great move. No bigger storyline in the NFL last year than injured QBs. Who should be looking at Gardner Minshew, Dan? If I was the Colts, I would do everything I can to keep yes. him. Gardner Minshew has proven he's one of those you know, I'm a starting quarterback. I can get us into the playoff picture, but maybe not like the franchise or the face of the franchise. So if you're Indy and you want to continue to develop Anthony Richardson, I would love to keep him. Reality is this. If you are a legitimate, in your own eyes, Super Bowl contender, he's also somebody, Gardner mentioned, that you should try to get and protect that Super Bowl run. After spending his first eight seasons with the Titans, Derrick Henry will be a free agent. In his eight seasons in Tennessee, Henry had 90 rushing touchdowns, fourth most by any player in their first eight seasons in NFL history. You see there, he trails only LaDainian Tomlinson, Emmett Smith, and Sean Alexander. Pretty good company to be in. Marcus, you've been waiting patiently all show for this moment. Where is the right landing spot for Derrick Henry? Uh, we had Jerry, a fan. Jerry yeah. said he's all in. We had, there were red zone issues last year. There was a... <laughs> a need for a physical back. And shout out to Rico Dowdo. I thought he did a good job. Tony Pollard is not a every down back. I think we saw that this year. Derrick Henry should be a priority for the Dallas Cowboys. If you want to be a physical running football team and you want to have a big physical back in the red area to dictate what teams have to do defensively to defend you in that area of the field, this should be your call. I said it during the season. I'm going to continue to say it. Derrick Henry should be a top priority for the Dallas Cowboys if they are trying to go all in and have an opportunity to win a championship. Tell him, Flag. So, so I will say this. Marcus Spears is not one of those guys that is all about TV. Marcus Spears will tell you exactly what he feels. And what Marcus Spears walked up to a mountain of a man, might I add, in Derrick Henry last night and said, oh, is 
you should go yeah. to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you know what? To his face. I'm going to say that now. I don't know sign language. What a dare. What did he say? I'm going to tell you what. I can't read lips. It looked positive. I know body language, though. I know what the body language said, <laughs> and the body language said, hell yeah. <laughs> when, when I looked at Derrick Henry and when Marcus brought that up, there was nothing but smiles on his face. Oh. I'm not sure if people know this. Where does Derrick Henry live? Dallas. Whoa. Where does Derrick Henry train in the offseason? Dallas. Dallas. Where would Derrick Henry not have to drive for to get when the season started? Dallas. <laughs> And he said he would be happy to go there. So I don't know. Whoa. This might not hey, be. I, this is not tampering. Quick, I don't work for the Dallas quick, Cowboys. Quick moment here. We're but, not putting this on the bottom line, okay? We're not Adam Schefter. But we're no. just we're, we're just putting some things out into the universe. So what? So like what? See what what Shefty does is Shefty goes and gets the news and he brings the news, right? right. There are people who bring the news to the people, and then there are people who make, make the, the news, news for the people. Man. So what we're doing right now is making the, the news for the people, right? Because it's about a love connection. See, I always have people say, "Hey, ah. do you have any single friends? Do you know? No. Does your wife have any single friends?" Yeah. First yeah. off, no, we're freaking old. All of our friends are married. <laughs> but what I do know is if if you are missing something, right? And there is something you need to add to your life. Over and somebody else has that something. Yeah. Why not do this? Now we have everything. Super And that's what we're trying you know to what do they in call Dallas. It, What's that? Meet and greet. Networking. <laughs> Love connection. Love connection. They can't speak Dan that. has four kids, so I think he knows what that is. Yeah, we good. Go ahead, Dan. Dan. Um, I don't know my point anymore. <laughs> I got sun written over here. I just don't know it. Oh, so encapsulated. We, we, we bought it. We bought it. I think I figured out. Let me. Cowboys are $25 million over the cap. Mm -hmm. So that's an expensive marriage. They better get an annulment or whatever they, they yeah. call oh, them things. Uh, let me give you another team. Because it's not far from Dallas. He might have to, like, take a train with Houston. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You see what you say? Like yeah. yeah. First yeah. or second down. Yep. All right, so now we put yep. Derrick Henry on two teams in Texas. It's Sorry. time for one more thing before we go. And for that, we're going to check sweating. in with John Harbo, who swore he wanted to run the ball. Believe it or not, it was a big part of our game plan to run the ball. Had the ball for nine minutes in the first half. You want to run the ball against the Chiefs. There's no doubt about it. And we did want to run the ball against the Chiefs, and we weren't able to get to it. Oh, what? I mean, I, they did want to. <laughs> what? I wanted to run a 4-4. <laughs> well, but you were you were incapable. You were, they were actually capable and chose not to. I don't care. That is from from a coaching standpoint, that is the largest malpractice of the entire playoffs and it doesn't matter afterwards you can't say what you wanted to do all right well this was a whole lot of fun here uh, the Pro Bowl games continue on Sunday we will all see you there on ESPN at three enjoy your weekend